This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It is the post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends locally, Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling service. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. I don't know how they did it, but the Browns won 20-17. to 17. It was ugly football until the fourth quarter. And then somehow, some way, as I've heard, Six or seven times from walking from the field level up here, the words cardiac kids seem to be appearing in Northeast Ohio, especially after that Hail Mary that ended the game. Daryl, your first thoughts. Um, I'm going to need the paddles by the time this season is over. I, I mean, my goodness gracious. Uh, this is the uh, this is from ESPN, uh, stats and information. Apparently, the Browns now with five game-winning scores in regulation in the final two minutes is a franchise record for them. They've never done that before. Dustin Hopkins with his fourth game-winning field goal late. Uh, I mean, look, they were dead and buried there at the beginning of the fourth quarter when they uh, fell behind uh, 17-7. It it looked bleak. Joe Flacco had three interceptions, and you're sitting there thinking, all right, just get them next week in Houston. That's the one that they really, really have to have, Andy. And the Browns do what the Browns do, and that is find ways to win football games. I mean, Joel Batonio, uh, they lost him. They were down. Wyatt Teller is the last man standing on the offensive line. Do we know the extent of the Batonio injury at this point? Or? Yeah, the, we got to visit with Joel for like 30 seconds. I mean, he was struggling to move. He said that his back uh, gave out on him. Uh, he can't uh, walk or move uh, very well right now. We actually – impeded his route to the trainer's room oh wow. Uh, so sorry about that joel we apologize we love you but um um so yeah so a little concerned obviously there but um it, it just it, it's incredible to me no matter what is getting thrown at this football team from an injury standpoint um they were without three more starters again today then they lose joel batonio in the middle of the game Denzel ward did played today but didn't play as much as he could have right I mean, there were some other plays he could have got in there so. right um, they, well, they limited his, right. the, the, he was on a, a snap count there, but man, they just, they keep finding ways to win. I mean, David, I mean, 
where did the shout outs begin? Joe Flacco mm-hmm. uh, overcoming the three interceptions. Like it felt like this was going to be the four pick Flacco special and, and found a way the ball he threw to Amari Cooper uh, that Amari tightrope down the sidelines into the end zone. I I've seen those throws on television, Andy. That's the first time I saw that in person. I have never seen a throw that good in person, that precise, uh, and especially in that moment to tie the football game. David Njoku, 10 catches, uh, a career-high 100-plus yards receiving, an incredible touchdown uh, in the back of the end zone where he was in by, I think, a blade of grass to the point of I thought they were actually going to overturn it because, yeah. well, that's how the end I was like, hurry up, kick the extra point, kick the extra right. point. But those are automatically reviewed, and they said play stands. We'll just we'll leave it alone. Um, I just it was a crazy, crazy football game. And again, shout out and kudos to Kevin Stefanski and the Browns. They found a way yet again. So, Daryl, I can't as I keep watching these games. These are the games in the past the Browns should have won, and they've lost. Now they're on the other side of it, and I think a little bit of it has to do with the parity in the NFL. But the other thing is, is this team. It has a little bit of magic to it, and that's okay because to make the playoffs, you have to have a little bit of magic. It's not like every team has perfect seasons, and the Browns have been able to figure out a way time and time again to pull off these wins. And Dustin Hopkins, the trade for him at the beginning of the season, and the Kahunas to let Cade York go in the beginning of the year continues to pay his dividends for the front office because, let's face it, that was something they didn't want to do. They did it, and now it's the best move Maybe the front office is made since 99 if they keep winning. Well, here's another thing, too. The Browns' home field advantage paid off today. The Chicago Bears were afraid to kick field goals here. Like, I mean, they didn't try the 55-yarder before halftime. Right, I thought that was going to happen. Right, right. they didn't play to try and get the game, uh, the game-tying field goal there in the final minute. What they, were they? They were looking at as probably 60 yards. Right? But I'm just saying, plus, right? all all they needed to do was just get another 10 yards to try and attempt around a 50-55 yarder. Like they were legit concerned about coming into this building and getting a football kicked through the uprights. Mm. I mean, that. <laughs> that's some pretty good home field advantage here. Um, and I was joking with Dustin Hopkins uh, after the game. I said, so has this place lived up to the hype? And he goes, yeah, I know we haven't had the snow, but yeah, because <laughs> they've had some wind. They've had some right. rain. Uh, and it's he, a slick field. I mean, yeah, there's no question. It was, slick, it was slick. He even joked that the sun came out right at the it right did. time. And it did. he said on the sideline, well, maybe this is an omen for us. And it turned out it was. But my goodness gracious, that Hail Mary, it was in the breadbasket. On the ground, there's a, there's an actual photo of the play circulating on social media right now where the receiver is sitting down, the ball is in his hands, and his caption, imagine, this was not a completion. Right. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, DeAnthony Bell, the, the rookie who had to step in today with all the injuries at safety, he is able to, you know, help pop that ball free and come up with that interception, run out to the one-yard line, and then fall down to, to seal the victory. I mean – and uh, the, the theme inside the locker room right now, Andy, is that it's not just this ne- – because we hear this all the time, right? You've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. I have as well. And we tend to roll our eyes every time we hear that next man up thing get, right. tossed, get tossed at us. But with this team, it really is. And we're hearing guys talk about they don't change things 
when they have injuries. You know, Jim Schwartz is not changing up the defense because he lost his two starting safeties. They're still running man. They're still running their system. They are trusting Ronnie Hickman and DeAnthony Bell and anyone else that steps on the field, trusting those guys that they're going to come in and just do their job. Mm. And because and, and, and I think that that's somewhat important because typically what happens, you do make those adjustments. You can over-adjust. You can over-correct, right? But inherently, you're also telling those guys that are coming in, we don't believe in you. That's why we have to change things around. Right. And so even look at the offensive line today, right? I mean, they still threw it a ton. They tried running it, couldn't get much going on the ground. But Less than 30 yards on the ground? I mean, that's uh, that was eye-popping when you see it on the scoreboard at the end of the game. But – Joe Flacco is able to throw for over 300 again and over 40 times. I mean, it's just, I mean, the guy looks good for his age. There's no question about it. And there's something about the swagger and confidence he has at the end of the game that we've seen from so many quarterbacks that have rolled into this stadium and have been able to beat the Browns at the end of the game where he said, oh, here we go, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. The list goes on and on of all those really good established quarterbacks that have been able to succeed in the playoffs, and then they just douse any flame or any hope that you have as a Browns fan. Now we've got Joe Flacco on our side after three weeks, and I'm shaking my head, but it's there, and it's very real. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It really is. And, you know, Greg Newsom mentioned this in the locker room, too, because I asked him about not to say that they didn't have belief before. Right. But the fact that Joe Flacco comes off a couch and into that locker room and has immediate success. OK. And is win- he's two and one as the starter right now. All right. And that really gives them. And, and Greg and Greg said this and a couple of players also echoed kind of the theme that came uh, from my conversation just with Greg was, you know, the resume, right. you know, he, he he's won a Super Bowl. He has been in these situations. He came into this building last year and won a game late. So it's easy for them to believe. And that's not to say that they didn't believe in P.J. Walker or DTR. Or, but well, I mean, he put DTR on the field today and got a right. huge play on fourth down. Right. But, I mean, you know, we talk about guys stepping out. Cameron Mitchell tripping up Justin Fields on that fourth down. Shoestring tackle, a half a yard shy of the sticks. He jumped past them, but he was actually down uh, a half a yard shy of the sticks. Just little plays like that. They're finding ways to make them. It's not perfect football. It's not pretty football. The Bears punted it 10 times. The Browns punted it nine times. It was a punt off for most of the game. Uh, you know, two of Flacco's interceptions were turned into touchdowns. One, actually taking back to the house. Right. Uh, and then the other, the, the Bears offense. Although the defense did a great job of trying to stop them from going into the end zone. And, yeah. you know, that pass interference call was uh, not a fan favorite inside the building. Well, no, but. It, it, I think she could have called holding. I don't know that. Right. It looked more like a hold than it did a pass interference. And it, to me, it looked like an offensive hold. But, yeah. I, I mean, that series was bizarre because the defense, the ball's like at the one blade of grass line. And they call the defense for 12 men on the field twice. Twice. <laughs> uh, you had the, the DPI 
on uh, Martin Emerson. Uh, then you had uh, they went for the tush push and had a false start. So that like I'm just like, is this series ever going to end sometime before I die <laughs> at this point? But it, it, that was a bizarre sequence, and that, but it's just the ebbs and flows of games and things like that. And and again, they were down 17 to seven in the fourth quarter, and they did not allow that to discourage them on the sidelines. And how many times have we seen over the years, Andy? I mean, this season would have been over oh, years ago, weeks right? ago, weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, you know, well, you know, it probably could have been over when Nick Chubb got hurt, right? Season, uh, because yeah. Jack Conklin, Nick Chubb, done. Okay, well, that 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 there goes that. And then when Deshaun really went down, that was like really the 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 boat is supposed to sink, right? And that hasn't happened with this team, and that's why. Um, you know, I hope Browns fans are enjoying this. I, I hope that uh, even if it comes with a little bit of cardiac arrest along the way, but that you uh, that fans are appreciating what this football team is accomplishing in spite of the amount of players that they have lost. And we're not talking role players. We are talking starters, two starting safeties. Uh, you're starting uh, offensive line for the fiver out right now. Um, you lost your starting all pro running back, your franchise quarterback that you invested a ton of money in. Right. I mean, how much more can this team sustain and keep this thing going? And they're showing it. Hey, bring it on. That, that, that just seems to be their, their type of mentality right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I may have missed a player or two along the way after we were watching the game, but um, it was miraculous. The offensive line for the bears. Cause they, if I'm correct, they never held miles Garrett once in this game. Did they? Not once. What an amazing feat for the Chicago Bears to not hold him once. Although on TV, I did notice a couple times, but for some reason, the referees just didn't notice. It. I twenty five thousand that cost him to get zero calls today. Yeah, right? I, am I mistaken? Did he get? I, did they have a hold I, on him? No, did not get a single call today. But I and the commissioner's in the house too. Yeah. On top of it, like how do you? I, I just. And, and look, I um, I'm usually one to defend players. I always I always respect and appreciate when they do speak their mind. Right. And I'm not going to criticize a guy re- regard whether he's you know coming out. I, I thought for sure would draw attention to him that he would get at least I, one or two calls. There. I thought for sure too, but I, I mean I don't know what he has to do to get a call. This is now four straight games that he's not been able to have a sack, and the reason he doesn't have a sack is he keeps getting held all the time. Um, a couple of times he was within a whisker of Justin Fields, but he's being held and they're not throwing the flag. I, I don't know why, um, I, you know, LeBron cries about calls and the whistles start blowing. Like, Yeah, but early on in his career, although it's not the same, but early on in his career, he'd cry sometimes. And be yeah, like, well, what's going on? Well, man? Miles isn't a rookie, though. Like, he's no, been in the league since 2017. It's like they, they are penalizing him for being as dominant and as good of a player. Like, oh, that's okay. They, they should be allowed to hold you because you're really, really good. And, and that's just not how this thing's supposed to, to work. But again, right? I mean, these are little itty-bitty things that would derail a season or a game, and that isn't happening this year. They, I mean, they're 9-5, and five, Andy. They are a win away, potentially, from locking up a playoff spot uh, as we have this discussion. Yeah, will the Bengals game matter? That was not a question that came up earlier today, and I was like, I never really thought about that. Right. Um, you know, as we have this discussion now, we're recording this uh, right after uh, the Browns game here on a, a Sunday evening. Um, they're the number five wild card. Um, they are, no matter what happens, they're in front of the Bengals. If the Bengals and Browns have the same record, the Cleveland Browns are in front of them no matter what. 
because Cincinnati has sucked within the division. They've yet to win a divisional game. Again, I say that as we have the discussion right now. Um, <clears throat> whereas the the Browns, I believe, are three and one. Uh, but the Browns are in the AFC all the way, rest of the way out here. Too. Right. Um, and so they have that tiebreaker over them. Next week's game against Houston becomes a really important game. They got the padding they need. So even if they don't beat uh, the Texans on Christmas Eve, then that's going to be a tough trip to Houston for a variety of reasons. It's hard traveling, being away from the family, Christmas Eve, things like that. Um, you know, they have a little cushion, some, some play there. Uh, the Jets come to town on Thursday night football after Christmas. And then, of course, they wrap up in Cincinnati. But as we speak right now, this was such a huge win because it put, keeps them in the driver's seat. They were in the driver's seat to begin with. They stay there. And, you know, we'll see what the NFL comes out with next week. I, I've been awaiting my Tuesday emails with anticipation because I want to see if there's a clinch scenario involving the Cleveland Browns. And we, we might get one. We'll see. I mean, it might be the Browns have to win and like 10 teams have to lose, but right. there's a very good or real possibility the Browns might be included in the league clinch uh, scenarios for next weekend. And that, that's where we're at right now in the season. How great is that? Sounds good. All right, so here's the other thing, too. When we come back and talk to you during our regular podcast throughout the week, uh, we'll know what happened tonight in the Jacksonville-Baltimore game, so that changes some things up, too. Our next podcast drops, uh, what, Monday night, Tuesday morning. So uh, when that hits, it hits. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thanks for watching. It's always game day in Cleveland, the post-game edition. 20-17, to 17, the Browns a winner over the Bears. We'll talk to you twice this week.